Welcome to the latest series of the Palompo PR podcast. In this series, I will be interviewing lots of different businesses from across Scotland, hearing how they are working, what's ahead of them, the challenges they face, and how they're keeping positive in their business. Today I have with me Rebecca from Armprior Farm in Stirlingshire. Welcome Rebecca. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for being back with us on the podcast. We're recording this in a distant way of course. You're in the farm. Well you're not on the farm right now. I can see you via Zoom that you're in your very bright living room. Yes. <laughs> uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to have a chat really about what has been happening at Armprior Farm since we last spoke. When we last spoke, you didn't have a pump, we didn't have a pod site, a glamping pod site, and you didn't have a swimming pool. That was all at the very that beginning all, stages. Yeah. No, I remember it must have just been in the building site stage. And had we just finished pumpkins, I think? I think and we just finished pumpkins, yep into the springtime and we were just yeah so we opened yeah so that must have been oh, I can't remember now we opened our pods in sort of autumn 2019 so it must have been spring 2019 was it yeah so can you tell us how many glamping pods you've got and what else is on the glamping pod site because we all know about the pumpkin patch well I think we all do <laughs> so um yes yeah, so the glamping pod has the site has four glamping pods and each pod sleeps five people and next to the glamping pods, each pod has its own private hot tub and picnic table and fire pit. And we also have like a central meeting pod called a party pod where guests can hire that out for a party. Say, for example, if you hire it at Hogmanay and you want to all meet in the party pod, or um, it's also for guests, nothing to do with the glamping pod site. Maybe they've just come from a local village and they want to host a party. So there's lots of little things going on in the, in the site. And then sort of our biggest investment is the um, heated swimming pool. So it's an indoor 10 by four meter swimming pool where um, the pod guests have access to it free of charge twice a day. Um, and um, quite a lot of the community use it as well out with the glamping pod guests. So for example, if you're living in Kippen and you like to swim you know, twice a week, you can hire it twice a week. Um, and that's purely a private session you know, for yourself or your family. And um, on top of that, we have a swim school and yeah, it runs three days a week and teaches kids from three to 10. Brilliant. So pre-lockdown and pre-changes, um, obviously, you were in the middle of, well, you are still in the middle of lambing. Yep. So lambing started with us beginning of, uh, sort of middle of March. Um, but the whole sort of countdown to lambing always begins in the middle of February. We, we start getting the sheep into the sheds and getting them on the right diet. So, so for Duncan, it really starts pretty full on um, at the beginning of the year, just getting his sheep, you know, all prepped for lambing. And then the actual sort of first real lambs, or oh, real lambs, <laughs> the first lambs, um, they start appearing in last week of March okay. all through to the sort of first and second week of May. So, cool. yeah or to just get into the end of it now. So as um, schools closed, you then had your children at home and it would be your busiest time for lambing. 
Yeah, no, it's funny, actually, I was looking back on my phone at, you know, what we were doing the week it was announced that schools were closed. And I've got two kids at school and one at nursery. And, you know, it's just, it, it, it was a total unknown of what was ahead of us, you know, what we needed to prepare as parents emotionally, physically, mentally for them, you know, as far as schoolwork and just keeping them at home, not mixing with their friends. But also, I knew I was about to you know, embark on like our busiest time of year of bar pumpkins, which is lambing. And to know that I had three little sidekicks with me from 9am in the morning in the shed till 7pm at night, it was knowing how to keep the morale up because yeah. as much as the kids do enjoy lambing, they don't want to be in the shed, you know, for over 12 hours, you know, 12 hours a day. Um, yeah. So what was that? Sorry. So that's the oh, sorry. I think something happened. They wouldn't enjoy that all day, every day. No, and knowing that it was going to happen with, you know, it's not as if they had two weeks where it's bearable and then they'd go back to their friends in school, yeah. knowing that that was just continue for, forever more. So, yeah, so we obviously didn't do schoolwork while lambing, lambing happens, but um, I kind of looked on lambing as a life skill and, <laughs> you know, a little bit of home education, you know, things that way. But it was fine, we coped. There was a big incentive of pocket money, I'll not lie. Um, we used to take lots of Kit Kats over to the shed and lots of chocolate and sweeties. So yeah, they all had their own little jobs. And Duncan, who's 10, he's our eldest, he was absolutely brilliant. And I feel that it's probably been the best thing for him being really involved in lambing and having the responsibility and the jobs. And it's it sounds cheesy saying it's been the making of him, but I would say it's come out as a total positive and he's yeah. been brilliant. Flory, who's eight, she's still quite young. She still wants to just play with her Lego and her Beanie Boos, but um, but she did lots of good little jobs too. So, so I do yeah, remember everyone... saying about your son Duncan before in the past that perhaps he was fed up when there was lambing and he was yeah. frustrated by the farm life and it would annoy him. And I think that was maybe last year or the year before, but it's, yeah, no. it's bizarrely made him really enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. I would never have said, you know, we would never would let our kids choose exact, you know, whatever they wanted to do. I'm not thinking our kids are wanting to be farmers and I would never make them be farmers. You know, I'm, you know, yes, we live in a farm and it's our life. And if he wanted to do something else, we would totally encourage that. And he never really was showing massive wanting to be a farmer. He was more wanting to be a scientist or you know things like that but I have to say this year he is only 10 things can change but yeah, he really, but he really is, yeah he's really I think it's, farm. For, for someone like me when you were when I was looking at Instagram during your sort of height of lambing and I'm thinking oh that looks amazing to have your kids out in the lambing sheds and doing things but we we're kind of in the house like figuring out Google Classroom and seesaw apps for the kids and stuff and I thought wish I lived on a farm <laughs> and give the kids those skills that you were maybe looking at everybody else's Instagram going I wish we could just go for a walk and <laughs> actually not have so none of us are ever happy I guess yeah I think as well the bubble of lambing this year was probably very much blessed with the weather the weather was just amazing and I think yeah. for everyone if you were going on your walks or playing in the garden or lambing with like what we were doing the fact that it was always sunshine, it made such a huge difference yeah. this year. And I think it may have been a totally different picture. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Them. You're totally right. So before, obviously, um, lockdown and everything changed, 
you were really busy with the glamping pods and booking the swimming pool. So that was all going really well. And then obviously yeah. you put everything on hiatus because you don't know when you can open up again. Yeah, so what, we opened our glamping pods and swimming pool in October and obviously we were, we were busy with some pumpkin guests in October. We had busyness throughout the festive period into the new year. And then looking ahead at our bookings for April, it was looking like a really exciting time. It was when the tourism season, you know, the tourism season was really kicking off and our bookings for April were full and it coincided really nicely with the lambing experience that we also do at the farm. So looking forward, the year was looking really exciting and having to then go ahead and refund or reschedule everybody um, I've actually rescheduled into August. I didn't even look in June or July, May, June and July because I wasn't, I, we don't know when it's going to open. So yeah, I think I'm hoping that everything across August will be, will be a month that we, can't, we can start doing things. But having to reschedule everybody was just obviously. It's heartbreaking when you spent all that time, but you've got such a loyal um, customer base, even if they're people that haven't come to you before. Yeah, it was really nice to see majority of people wanting to reschedule because they've had it on their their list to do that they want to you know they want to come and stay with us because they've followed us on Instagram and Facebook for a while. So that's so you know reassuring and heartwarming, huh. you know that people want that. So the rescheduling has been really positive. And again, if people wanted a refund, you know you just it's been absolutely fine because you don't know their personal um you know you don't know their um circumstances. So and I'm happy to have you had that. to go more digital than ever because a lot of people I've spoken to have talked about doing zoom consultations for clients doing zoom selling all these things but it's quite hard for you to sell a <laughs> farm experience on zoom or any sort of webinar How, have you done any of that kind of stuff so um, with our lambing experience obviously we had um, a lot of people booked on to the lambing experience so how that runs is we have one hour visits on the farm and um, we have 30 people per hour for four days and they all come and get an, an hour experience where they get to feed sheep they get to feed a lamb hold a lamb not feed a lamb sorry hold a lamb and feed some sheep and it's been you know this is our fifth year we've been doing it and it's been really a lovely way of people experiencing sort of real farm life mm -hmm. so this year we decided um, obviously we had to refund everyone because it's not going ahead and giving people the option for a summer experience where we'll give them a tour around the farm yeah. as well as a webinar so the majority of people unfortunately did take a refund which is fair enough because i think when we were running zoom webinars people were still quite new to lockdown you know it was the yeah. first week of april it wasn't such a thing then. I think it's actually really progressed through April that people are accept, more accepting of this as a yeah. way to deal with the foreseeable future. But we did a, a small webinar with a group of people and it was brilliant. Um, we managed to you know, record a live birth. We went out to the field to show people our highland cows and how all the lambs are running around with their mums in the fields. So yeah, we were able to sort of do a quick um, hour experience and yeah, it worked really nice. So it's, I don't know yeah. how we could do one again because we're past lambing now and the things that we're doing on the farm, I probably do a daily diary on Instagram stories uh -huh. and it's like snapshots and it, it's yeah, probably the best way. And yeah. I guess it's quite hard to switch the technology into the farm life, but actually you've, I guess you're doing the best you can with it at the moment. Yeah, I think as well, 
like I'm not, I probably go more silent on Facebook at the moment, which I need to up my game on again, because I think Instagram is so accessible. You can just quickly record yeah. quick 30 second videos. And, you know, I did some this morning of a pet lamb that I was feeding and my pumpkins are starting to come through. So, you know, it's keeping people in the picture of even so life feels as if it's semi stopped. It really hasn't stopped. You know, so many people in businesses are, are carrying on. Yeah. And how, so you've mentioned pumpkins there. What is the life cycle of pumpkins looking like right now? Where are you at in this stage of, um, yeah, seeds and everything? Growing. Um, yeah, it's actually amazing. There's quite a lot of emails already of people asking if we're going ahead with pumpkins, if we're still sowing pumpkins, because I think people are always looking forward to the next season as such. Yeah. So for us, yeah, all, there was a little bit of a delay with the compost and the seeds coming to us, because the place that we get all our compost from, which... Duncan's very specific about the compost he uses for his pumpkins. So there was a delay of that coming, which put us back about a week and a half. But we started planting this year, um, first week of May. And we've got all our varieties. We've got more or less the same varieties as we used last year. Okay. Um, so we've got five. Um, and yeah, they're all in their little cells. And yesterday they started coming up through the soil. Right, so, so that's exciting. Um, and then they'll stay in the greenhouse and polytunnels for the next few weeks and then we'll plant them out into the field in June and then just monitor them up until October. Okay, so that's all happening as planned so far and we've had from a PR marketing events perspective had chats about what the pumpkin patch experience might look like because you're still growing pumpkins, there will still be pumpkins at Arnprior Farm but if social distancing is still in place or whatever, which we obviously can't predict, but we're trying to come up with scenarios, aren't we, right now? We probably don't want to say too much yet, but we are coming yeah, up think, with options. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think when I first started chatting to you back in March about the PR and marketing with the pods and the pool and everything, wasn't it? How to, how to kind of go around that. It wasn't long until I started talking to you about pumpkins what we're yeah. going to do come over so I think between us we've had our thinking caps on for a few weeks and um and I think it'll always be yeah it'll always be something that we'll be kind of looking at won't it just yeah we how... just don't know the answer to that yet and we'll have to be guided by um what the rules are in force at that in, in the run-up to it so we'll just have to wait and see but I guess it's like all businesses right now when there is an event twist to anything You've just got to have lots of ideas coming between us. I know. I think, I think whatever happens, people will be able to get pumpkins. We just don't know how that is going yeah. to happen. <laughs> I don't know yet. Whether we're delivering yeah. pumpkins by drones, we're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait. start years out in a drone company. Exactly. <laughs> but, but other kind of things that you've been doing, we've been working quite a lot on your uh, website content. I guess a lot of businesses I'm speaking to, and you're, you're the same as well, you've got this now you're obviously not quiet because farm life never you never sit back and chill out and go well that's a busy period over you're always churning something's always happening but you've been using this time where you've not been able to have guests in the pool or the pods to look at some of your marketing and your website copy and yeah no it's been a time to sort of reflect actually on how the whole business works like the whole um yeah the whole marketing of our business works so even like we've had a couple of nights staying up in our glamping pods just the kids and Duncan and I and that was actually really good because we were 
you know, we were in the pods and I realised suddenly that I don't have enough door hooks and I don't have um, enough hooks outside. And it's like all these things, it's almost like taking a step back and being, you know, immersing yourself in the business as a different, not as the sort of business owner, but as a guest. Customer. Yeah. As a customer. So that's been great. Swimming pool, oh, it's, we're kind of happy the way it's all running, but then our website, I just feel it was right for us a year ago and um, when we opened, but as we've developed, it just is lacking so much information. And, you know, it's been great getting you to write our content and really, you know, looking on it. I think it's making it feel like a complete rather than a bitty website, which I feel it was before. You know, I've not got a degree in good um, storytelling skills or, you know, writing skills. So I think getting that really sharpened up was really good. And then even just the new content we're going to have on the website, I think is really going to work better for, you know, for guests and for, you know, usability. And we're also going to change our booking system because, you know, different things that I've found, you know, for the last six months when we've been receiving bookings, it has felt really clunky. Mm -hmm. So the booking system that we're putting in place will be much more streamlined and it will feel much more fluid. And, you know, I'm really quite excited about that. So when we do open, I'm hoping everything will just feel a bit more sort of sharper. You had the chance to make it better in that time, yeah. which you would normally do if you'd maintained the bookings that you had and all these things, you would have been too busy to do it. Yeah, no, I think um, I think it's just going to be, it's just going to feel a bit more sleeker um, when we open. And I think this time that we've had off with not having customers or having inquiries, you know, it's given us time to sort of, you know, yeah. fine tune you know, a lot of things on the website. And when it comes to um, what the future looks like for the pods and the patch, I mean, would you like to do things like make the glamping pod site bigger? Is that in your mind or diff add different bells and whistles to it? Or am I thinking too far ahead? Oh, I think, um, <laughs> nervous laugh. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I think the glamping pod site as it is, you know, I'm looking forward to welcoming guests back again and it being, as I said, more fine-tuned. Mm -hmm. uh, the things that we were sort of feeling it lacked a little bit, you know, we're obviously going to, you know, incorporate a little children's playground into yeah. it. So it's things like that that we had planned to do that haven't, you know, put, been yeah. put in place. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of things like that. We've actually sown a field of daffodils. Um, they were... Um, they were sown last year and they were all out this year in one of our fields on the farm and eventually that's going to be a pick your own daffodil site. Oh wow, so, love it. And so lovely being able to be there with the kids this year and pick daffodils for ourselves but it was still quite sparse so as the years progress obviously the bulbs will multiply and it become like more lush. Yeah. So this year was luckily never going to be for the public, it was just going to be a trial year but that's sort of one of an, an extra little thing that we're adding on to uh -huh. the prior farm um, experience. But no, I think we're just going to have a couple of years to just, you know, review. <laughs> Stop <laughs> um, adding more things. <laughs> like with our pumpkins, we'd always plan to keep the same amount of pumpkins that we grew last year to this year. So we're not increasing it. We're keeping it just as it is. Um, yeah, no, I think just, yeah, take us a, a couple of years off expanding anything yeah. who knows <laughs> huh. well, that's it and i guess at the moment some of us are being more inspired but some of us are being more impatient and you know at the stage that we're at with business and everything that's happening so it's i think you're quite right with what you've been doing fine-tuning everything sorting out any 
niggles or things that you maybe didn't realize and actually by being a guest in your own pod is actually a great way of doing it no absolutely and I think um it's it's almost there's almost not enough hours in the day at the moment either with um you know because our business on the farm is running as usual I've got three kids at home and I'm also like maintaining up at the pod site you know the days really go quickly and I, I do I'm almost looking forward to the kids having a routine again so I can have a little bit of time to do some more you know some um what do you call it I'm looking forward to having a little bit more time to um read up on other other ideas and yeah. you know how other people do things and stuff like that so a bit. exactly well thank you so much for this chat this morning well this afternoon um, it's always good to catch up and hear what's happening on the farm there's always so many things I love the idea of a daffodil pick your own daffodils um, and yeah for next year that'll be fab yeah no I'm really yeah I think it's just I, again the so it's so lovely getting photos next to daffodils it's um, it's something that we've just always like I love daffodils it's one of my favorite flowers I love spring but I think it's like I had lambs and children running through it this year like my own children <laughs> and it was very kind of um sound of music -y. it sounds <laughs> a bit little house on the prairie <laughs> it was a very wholesome image and I thought oh, this would be so lovely you know for families to come and do this and yeah, you know daffodils from a co-op but I think there's something nice. yeah so oh, who knows? we'll see well thank you so much Thanks, Thank you very much for having me. <laughs>